Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Any possible ways we can help our children, especially in school or focus, or really to just achieve results so that they improve their self-esteem and feel good about you know, whatever they, they're doing. This is really important. And school can be really challenging because a lot of children on the spectrum, they, don't, they have a hard time sitting still. They have sensory overload issues. They have trouble staying calm. They have trouble focusing. So as with anything else, there are different needs for each child. So I wanted to give you some tools and tips today about helpful ways to make school easier for children on the autism spectrum. And I'm going to give you some links to some very uh, helpful resources today too. And I'll leave everything on the show notes for you at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 135. Uh, because there will be some really great uh, things that I will be linking to that I think can help you uh, with your child, especially uh, for improving attention and focus and the ability to not only do better in school, but just in, do better at home in general. So basically, let's start with how to improve attention. So learning should have some type of emotion, well, in, emotion involved. And this is true for all of us. 
Um, this is actually how memory is created. When you have trouble, if you find yourself ever having trouble with memory or re remembering anything, attach some type of little funny little anecdote to it or uh, something, the more emotion it has to it, the more we will remember it. Uh, we're really driven in learning by a need of some kind. So for parents, there is no greater need really than to help your child, right? And studying takes time and energy. So for children with autism, there's often a shorter attention span. So we have to make the most of every minute possible. And you know, likely about what your child's attention span is, because it varies for each one. So how do we go about learning and retaining? Because we want to be able to retain as well. So some type of action, of course, is required. Make it a list that's doable for them, uh, not too long so that they don't get frustrated and feel like they're not successful. I suggest journaling every day. That can be really helpful to write down the day before what you plan to do the next day and then set aside the time to do it. And before beginning, tell your child exactly what the plan is and that there will be a set time for it, that you will set a, an actual timer that they can see and visualize. And I'll tell you about this in a moment. This will help them to understand the amount of time with, with an actual visual way to know what time it is. So there's something called a time timer. If you haven't heard of these, they are just amazingly helpful for for a lot of people, but especially for parents of children with, with special needs. And I will link to that again in the show notes on their to their website. Time timers can help for home and school or anytime really. There are visual timers that help show your child the, the, the physical time. This lets them know how much time is left until the class is over or until a pre-designated activity is happening or when you're going to be leaving the house because there's, there's a huge difference between looking at a clock and being able to say that it's three o'clock and then understanding how long five minutes is. For those who learn differently, this type of abstract thinking is a lot more difficult and often creates a lot of anxiety for them. So these time timers are something that you can get that actually show how much time is left and as the time moves on, on the timer, it shortens. So your child has something to watch. And this really can help with calming anxiousness uh, around time. They, they need to have something physical to look at all, often. And they've been very, very helpful. Another tip that might be helpful is something called the Pomodoro technique. The brain gets really bored if a task is done for too long. This is the case with all of us. When this happens, it stops retaining and the Pomodoro technique is known to help increase focus and retention, consistency and quality of time spent. And quality is essential to help retain and utilize the information. So the Pomodoro technique is a time management method and it was developed by Francesco Cirillo in the late 1980s. But the technique uses a timer to break down work into intervals of about 25 minutes, separated by short five-minute breaks. Each interval is known as a pomodoro, from the Italian word for tomato, after the tomato-shaped kitchen timer that Cirillo used. 
Now, a Pomodoro is 25 minutes because it is the perfect length of time to help you not procrastinate, be productive, create urgency, and help you stay focused on a task you are tackling. A child with special needs may not be able to withstand 25 minutes of solid focus. So choose whatever time period that you know works well for your child and uh, they can have success at. So set a timer for, and I'm going to use as an example, the 25 five-minute intervals that Pomodoro uses. So you set a timer for the 25 minutes and then the five-minute intervals. So how it works is first you decide on a task. And then the time period you're going to do it in and then explain this to your child so they know ahead of time. They, this can be tremendously helpful for a child uh, with special needs to understand what's going to happen because they don't know and that can create anxiousness. And then you can show them the timer if you're going to use it or you can even use a timer on your phone if you have one. But something that gives them a visual. Start your timer, uh, whether it's on the phone or the time timer. And then make this the time that you're really, they're focusing on their work. So say it's 25 minutes or whatever it is. Maybe it's only 10 minutes for your child, but I'm giving the 25 minute example. So say you're setting that 25 minutes, that's the time you focus for 25 minutes. And then when the alarm goes off at the end of that time period, you stop. You take a five minute break. And then after that, you resume working for another 25 or whatever minutes work for your child. Again, so you're doing these in intervals. Then when that time period is over again, you take another five-minute break. And after three or four cycles, you take a longer break, about 20 to 30 minutes. And during the five-minute break, you can do things like take a short walk or do breathing exercises to fill your brain with oxygen. That's really important. Eat a protein-sourced food because proteins help us think, but carbohydrates make it harder to think. So very important to remember that. Maybe you like yoga or your child does. You could do yoga or some little exercises or sit outside in the sun. Whatever inspires you and gives you really the feeling of actually having a break and the same for your child. You want to make this a pleasant uh, opportunity so that your child looks forward to it each day instead of dreading it like some of us are used to knowing in the past, um, making this something that uh, is much more enjoyable. Now, in a classroom, it can be a little bit different. So there's, here are some schoolroom strategies that I think should, could be helpful for you too. Now, sitting still can be very challenging. Arrange it with a teacher for, a child, for your child to be able to go outside for a few minutes as needed and doing pull-ups on the pull-up bars using their muscles will really calm the nervous system, uses up excess energy, it's really hard for a child, especially with special needs, to be able to sit in a classroom still. Um, they need to, to be able to, to release some of this energy and using muscles is a great way to do that. In case there aren't any pull-up bars nearby, um, maybe the teacher could actually have a box ready with some heavy books inside. We actually did this once. This box is just, you know, needed some weight that uses the child's muscles. Of course, not too heavy, but enough that they're using their muscles. And then if the teacher notices that the child is getting a little anxious or irritable, they can say, 
Jimmy, can you come over and pick this box up and take it next door to, you know, Mrs. Smith's Smith's room and come back? And just by them being able to lift that box up and carry it and move and change the environment out of the classroom and then come back can make a world of difference for helping calming a a sensory child with overload. Uh, The child can be asked, again, to carry this box from one classroom to another or up to the office or whatever works for you. And then um, never, never let a child miss recess, a recess opportunity. I I just don't understand. There are are some teachers who use this as punishment and they don't realize what they're really doing when they take away a recess for a child with with, uh, sensory overload or special needs. These children need to get out in nature. They need to get out and run. They need to use up some of the, use some of that excess of energy. It helps them get more calm when they get in trouble in a classroom and the teacher says, okay, Jimmy, you don't get a recess. They are just making life so much harder for themselves. So having a conversation with your child's teacher about that in particular, letting them know helps the teacher too, because a lot of the time the teachers are not educated in this and they don't they don't know what a child needs and they think more quiet time will help and if more quiet time does help for your child let them know that i've done a recent uh uh, podcast on um on ieps and 504 plans so i'll link to that in the show notes as well because um it's interest it's important to help your school staff know what is helpful for your child and what is not um, they often will want to work with you. They just don't know what to do. Uh, for rainy days, whether if for homeschooling, I had a door jam bar put in, in um, both of my kids' bedroom doors. And this one in particular, Playaway Toys, and I'll link to it in the show notes, was the safest one I found because some of them aren't that safe. You know, they can, they can fall out. This one was the safest. We had it in our kids' rooms since the time that they were about five years old until they were about almost 20. I mean, and they still, they can hold up to, I think it's 250 pounds, but by doing pull-ups in their door jam and both of my kids loved it. Um, it was fun for them and it really helped strengthen them, but also give them that calming they needed. And this same one also has a swing that attaches to it. So they could have a swing. Now this is great for indoor help, especially on rainy days or with COVID, you know, there's a lot of kids that need to, um, to, to be able to move around more. And we've had a little bit more restrictions lately. So this can be really helpful. In fact, I did an entire podcast called at home fun to help calm sensory needs, which is my podcast episode number 78. And I will link to it in the show notes. And on there, I, I offer a PDF for a whole download of at home fun sensory ideas. Um, that parents have given me rave reviews about uh, how helpful those things have been for them. So that'll be again in the show notes. Uh, And the show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 135, in case you didn't catch it earlier. Um, I have a couple of great podcast interviews with sensory processing experts for ways, things that can help you that I'm going to also be um, putting in the show notes for you that you can go back and refer to because There are a lot of things that you can do to help your kids, but first of all, being aware of what's going on for them internally helps that greater understanding. And I think I like to educate, always educate 
the more we know, the more knowledge we have about what's going on for them, the more understanding we have. But then I also give resources because there need to be solutions to what you can do. So again, um, there'll be more of these in the show notes for you as well. Diet is really, really important in learning and attention. It is an essential component. And a lot of people don't really realize how much it, it affects our kids. And if your child eats carbohydrates for breakfast, he'll not be able to focus well. Now, carbohydrates make it harder for us to think and proteins such as eggs or nuts, uh, actually protein makes it a lot easier for us to think. The brain can utilize the protein and they can focus longer. Now, if you send your child off to school with cereal or a muffin or a toast or a processed carbohydrate, it's gonna make it a lot harder for them than if you give them a healthy protein source. Um, so it should go without saying, but always I like to make sure that I put it out there. Don't give them any sugar sweets or anything with artificial ingredients, especially food dyes, because this undermines all of your efforts and all of the efforts the school is trying to make to help your child too, because it makes it harder for the brain and it agitates and creates inflammation. So it creates a lot more anxiousness and sensory overload issues, all of these things. So be very aware of diet. And I will link in the show notes to my free food guide to the top seven foods to avoid for calmer behaviors. And, and then not just what those foods are, but some information, again, knowledge to educate you, to help some understanding, to realize what those foods can do and why you want to avoid them. Uh, it's important to notice if your child's body is cleared of many of the underlying chemical and physiological and anatomical issues that uh, often their needs for therapy can de decrease because we can really work on these naturally. Once their system's clean, you'll, you'll have, you know, basically you'll know who they truly are because sometimes they're just fighting against all of this internal chaos of underlying toxins and pathogens and infections that are going on that are creating a lot of inflammation in their brain. It makes it really hard for them. Or if they're going to school with, you know, stomach and gut issues, that that's really uncomfortable and they're hurting. So we want to help them feel better. So that's where all of these things are really, really important. Um, de development also goes from large to small motor skills. So an individual has to be taught in accordance with their own needs. Obviously, we all want to be taught with our own needs, but biology should be addressed first. So your child is more capable of understanding and carrying out the tasks asked of him. We want to create success. Success creates a higher self-esteem and more ability to want to learn and do more in the future because they feel good about themselves. Then they also have more success with peers and in school and uh, making friends and things like that. Once your child's on a secure biological footing, they become helpful for, become so much more helpful for a teacher or a therapist, any type, and for you at home as well, and the entire family. So at that point, professionals can come in, get to the core work and with a child, or you can, without having to battle against all of these other factors that are preventing them from fully engaging and really being able to learn and to share what they do have to offer. Because we know how brilliant our kids are and they need to be able to share their gifts with the world. 
because everybody deserves the same opportunity and chance at, at uh, life. And uh, we want to help them again, be as successful as they can with anything they do. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. Again, all the show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 135. There's some great resources for you there. So please go grab them now. And uh, here's to your success. And I'll see you next time.